Hello, I'm uh, Pat. I am a blessed believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been walking with him for about 25 years uh, now. Um, I also, during the week, uh, work as the director of youth programs for the Coffee Oasis. And as you can see, I bring my coffee cup up because uh, I use it a lot. Um, we've been talking, uh, we started last week with a new sermon series. Uh, it's Soul Talks. Uh, soul Talks, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about here? We're talking about how do we have a conversation around uh, God. Um, I, I love how uh, Daniel introduced the idea uh, last week. A lot of times we feel alone, we feel isolated, uh, we feel that people don't understand us and we don't understand people. And a lot of times we feel the same way about God. And how, how can we start in this conversation of um, how to know God and really be known by him? How do we start in this conversation of how to really know each other and allow ourselves to be known? So last week, it confuses me. They put chairs up here and I don't sit. Um, it... Last week we talked a little bit uh, about even before the creation of the world, um, God was talking. Uh, the Trinity, they were meeting together, joined together, speaking to one another, and then creation happened. And they spoke uh, the world into being. And they invited us to be a part of that conversation. They invited us to be in relationship with them. And it was good. And then sin entered into the world. And I, I, I love uh, Daniel's description, the day of silence. Communication uh, was broken. But God continues to speak. God continues to talk to each of us. And today we're going to take a look at how did he uh, speak. And we're going to take a look particularly about one spokesperson, his son Jesus, today. So, to get us started, um, I'm going to ask a simple question uh, that I want I encourage that uh, you answer for yourself during this series. How does God speak to you? In what ways is he speaking to you? And in what ways are you seeking to speak back to him? Um, I, I thought it kind of funny that uh, I uh, requested uh, to preach on uh, a sermon about conversation. Um, uh, I am not known for my verbal skills. Uh, in fact, um, uh, I counted the words. It's about 120. It means my wife gets 30 words for the rest of the day. Um, um, 
However, growing up, uh, a lot of people have spoken to my life about Christ. And I uh, feel privileged uh, to uh, talk a little bit about Christ today. Um, there's two verses that I'm going to, uh, two passages that I'm pretty much going to focus on today. Uh, one is the First uh, John passage, but I'm going to start you guys out in Hebrews 1, uh, 1 through 3. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. It goes something like this. In the past, God spoke to us uh, through our ancestors, through the prophets, at many times, in many various ways. But in these last days, he spoke to us uh, by his son, whom he appointed heir over all things, and through him uh, he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory in the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification for sins. He sat at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Uh, So he became as much superior than the angels as the name he had inherited is superior superior than theirs. So uh, verse 1 of this uh, passage uh, talks a little bit about how God, after creation, how God continued to talk uh, to us says that he talked to us through our ancestors and he talked to us through the prophets. I believe what he's saying here is uh, through the men of old of Israel, he uh, used them as an example uh, to talk to those following generations. But not only that, he used the prophets uh, to talk to a people. And prophets were guys like you and me. They maybe didn't wear flannel, but they uh, were guys like you and me. And uh, God used them to speak his message of who he was and what he was going to do uh, with the Israel nation. And like you and me, the prophets had different ways of responding to that uh, message. Jonah, what did he do? He ran away. God said, go say this, and he goes, I'm not the guy. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Now, uh, some of these prophets didn't even know what they were going to talk about. They, they stepped into these situations, and God was there each time they opened their mouths and they didn't even know what they were going to say, but they know that but they knew they were commanded to go, and they went, and when they were on the way, God inspired them to speak. And uh, most of us know many stories uh, of how prophets spoke uh, for God. Um, 
in God didn't only just use the prophets, but he spoke in a lot of different ways. It says in the past, uh, God spoke uh, in various ways. You know, for a period of time, God spoke uh, through uh, the cloud and the pillar of fire. Sometimes he spoke through the burning bush. To other people uh, in the past, he uh, spoke in dreams uh, or in, uh, through other people or through his word. God, God is very interested in having conversation with you. We see history upon history of him speaking to his people. And that has not changed through the ages. He's very interested in speaking with you. And again, how are you hearing and speaking to God? Um, But this particular passage focuses on one spokesperson uh, that he uses. And we, we pick up in verse 2. But in the last days, he has spoken to us uh, by his son, whom he appointed heir to all things, and through him uh, also he made the universe. And the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand uh, in his majesty in heaven. In the last days, uh, it says he speaks to us uh, through his son. Um, which, which I, I appreciated uh, uh, Daniel speaking last week. Um, uh, for me, it was a bit of a hard uh, subject to speak about because uh, he was talking about how God speaks uh, before the creation of the world, how the Trinity was speaking called the world into being. I'm kind of a down, down-to-earth guy. So the idea of thinking about God speaking for the, before the creation of the world is kind of a, a elusive con- uh, conversation to me. Um, I, I tend to deal with the here and now a lot, so my idea of uh, having a discussion about before the creation of the world uh, is, is a hard one for me. Um, what I appreciated was it instantly uh, made my mind go directly to the Trinity uh, that was there, uh, where I don't know what the world looked like before its creation. Uh, I do often uh, re- relate directly with the people of the Trinity. Um, however, in this case, God is speaking to us through a man. Uh, He is speaking uh, to us through the person of Jesus, which uh, 
walked this earth, uh, who wore clothes and had a job uh, and lived in a house occasionally, uh, who had to sleep on uh, rocks um, and out in the dirt. It is flesh and blood in a lot of times men are very understandable. Um, he spoke to us through his Lord uh, Jesus and unlike prophets before him uh, who came before him and spoke about Jesus, this time he sent his son. Someone uh, there's a difference uh, when you talk about a family and you're outside of that family. And there's a difference when you talk about that family and you sit in that household. And Jesus sat in that household uh, with God the Father. And he came to speak uh, about God. In there's some things that qualify uh, Jesus as the uh, perfect spokesperson for God. In the in verses, it says here that uh, in the last days he spoke as his son, whom God appointed as an heir over all things. He's a, he's a perfect spokesperson because he is the heir over all things. And what, what does that mean? Um, what does that mean? It means that all things were put in his, his hand. That he was, one, one, a beloved son, but two, that he had uh, the authority that God had. He had the authority. Uh, we think of. Uh, we think of Lazarus. Uh, he had the authority over life and death. Uh, we think of uh, Thomas. Uh, he had authority. Uh, over uh, the same things that. God the Father did. He could see Thomas sitting under that fig tree uh, even before Thomas came to speak to him. He had authority over heaven and earth. Uh, you'll see that in Matthew uh, twenty-eight, eighteen, And he has authority now. He's a perfect uh, spokesman for God because he was his son, and because of being a son, he was his heir. He had the same power and authority uh, that, that, that God has. Not only was he a perfect, um, had perfect authority because he was his son, he was with him from the beginning of the world. He was in this conversation that he's inviting us in to from the very beginning. Um, He's not only an heir, but he is the creator. The verse says, uh, he made all things and holds all things together. I want to invite you 
back to a parallel verse, and it's actually this First John uh, one one through four. Who is uh, sorry, John uh, one uh, one through four um, and fourteen? Um, who is this guy that is coming to represent uh, God the Father? Who is this spokesman that is coming? This is uh, uh, Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus. Uh, And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning uh, with God. And all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into uh, being that has uh, come into being. In him uh, was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In verse verse 14, the word became flesh, and it dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of uh, the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So why was Jesus the perfect spokesperson to talk to us? Was one, he had the authority. Two, he was God and he had been God with God from the beginning. The plan of creation was not a plan that Jesus was removed from. In fact, he was the spokesperson that brought that into being. Um, I I love back back to uh, uh, Hebrews, and Hebrews have some unique wording around uh, this idea of him being the perfect person. Uh, Hebrews in this verse uh, says that uh, Jesus um, is the one that made everything. He says that he is the radiance of the glory and the exact representation of God's nature. Um, when I, I read verses like radiance, um, I was uh, instantly that came to mind as uh, a sunset. Um, you you can have conversation around. You can try to explain the beauty of a sunset by words, uh, and that would be incredibly hard to do. But God, Jesus came not only to speak about the radiance, the beauty of God, but He came to give a visual picture of that beauty. Um, the New Testament says no one has known God or can know God. And uh, maybe maybe you're like me. You've been walking in this journey kind of in relationship with God, but you feel uh, like many of us already feel. We feel somewhat uh, disconnected uh, from God. Jesus is 
the walking example of the beauty of God. A question I have for you is, are you, you feel disconnected from God? Are you in relationship with Jesus? Is that person of Jesus a foreigner to you? Or are you making him a foreign, yourself a foreigner uh, to him? There will never be understanding uh, of God the Father without the understanding of uh, the person of Christ. Um, in John, it says, what is eternal life? Uh, eternal life is knowing him who is uh, God, speaking of Jesus. See, eternal life is knowing that person. Um, it says he's the radiance of the beauty of God. Radiance of, it captures who he is. But it also says he's the exact representation of God. God's character and nature reside in Christ. His holiness, his creativity, his forgiveness, his life are all wrapped up in the person of Christ. Again, if the concept of God the Father is too cerebral for you, it's at times too cerebral for me, we have a living God that walked on earth as a man that uh, could touch and could uh, feel He was not far away. He came near uh, to us. Um, Thus being uh, a perfect spokesperson for uh, God the Father. However, he didn't remain there. He didn't just come and reflect uh, who God was. Uh, by being uh, the radiance of God or coming and showing his power or coming and showing his nature. He didn't uh, just do that. He came and from this verse, uh, these verses say he also dealt with the purification of sins. Um, I don't know about uh, you guys, uh, I think sometimes people don't understand uh, me or I don't feel understood because I keep people at a distance. Um, I, I think sometimes people uh, don't know me or don't understand me uh, because I don't want them to know all of me. Um, and I, I believe the same, the same goes in relationship with God. We, we don't want to come into his presence because uh, we feel that we don't want him to know all of us. Uh, so we keep living, um, we keep living uh, detached or removed 
Um, my, when, I, when I met my wife, uh, and I think I've shared this story before, um, she's, she said this out loud to me when I was dating her. She goes, uh, I love you, but I am scared of being in relationship with you. And I said, why? And she goes, well, I have a dark room. I have a dark room that I don't allow anyone to come into. And it's filled with skeletons, and it's filled with gross stuff. And I don't want, to, I don't want you to discover that room. Um, and I think that is many of us. Um, the things that we do in, in the dark or out of the presence of people, we hold on to that, and it in, interferes with relationship. It interferes with relationship with God. It interferes with relationship with each other. Um, I, I, I love a verse that says... Um, the same God that spoke into the darkness said, let there be light, is the God that spoke the light of the gospel of Christ into our lives. This person of Jesus um, came to uh, speak about God but he didn't just represent God. He came to deal with the one thing that keeps us away from each other and away from God, and that is sin. Um, a passage from uh, John goes on uh, to say that uh, Jesus was the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God that would be slain. Jesus came as a lamb, and I, I love the connection uh, here to Hebrew. Uh, Hebrew is a, Hebrews is a great book about the Old Testament and how there's a connection to the New Testament. talks a lot about uh, Israel's uh, heritage. And one of the concept, concepts here is the Lamb of God. Um, in the in the Hebrew, in the uh, Israel nation, back in the Old Testament, when you sinned, you laid your hand on a lamb, your sin uh, rested on that lamb. That lamb identified with your sin. They led it away, and that lamb died for your sin. So only a shadow of what would, would come. But that sacrifice came to identify with your sin and then die for your sin that you may be cleansed. In Hebrews, we get the fulfillment of that shadow. That the Lamb of God came as a man, as a high priest, he came and dealt with and had to deal with every kind of sin that we have to deal with. So he's not without knowing. 
he lived a holy life, and he died once for the complete uh, satisfaction or covering of that sin. I, I think um, I was having a conversation uh, with one of my staff uh, this week. Um, I'm director of youth programs, if you don't know me here, uh, uh, for the Coffee Oasis. Um, and the, the staff member uh, confessed to me some sins that uh, they had dealt, dealt with, and they had got past maybe uh, currently struggling with the sin, but they were struggling with guilt around that sin. And my simple advice to them or comment to them was uh, Christ died for that sin. And you know what? He died for that guilt that you're feeling also. To completely be forgiven. We were so backwards Sometimes we do, we, we sin, and we create these rooms of darkness that keep us from other people and keep us from God instead of running to the individual that can free us from that darkness. God's blood was sufficient. It covered all. He was not only, Jesus was the perfect spokesman, not only because uh, he uh, was God, not only because he was from the beginning, not only because he had complete authority as God had the God that created the whole earth also created uh, what uh, supplied the covering of your sin. And has complete power to do so. Uh, he is, Jesus is the uh, best representative of God uh, because he did each of these things. And when he uh, was done, he s- sat on the right hand of Jesus where he still sits today. And when the evil one comes uh, to bring despair or keep us in darkness, uh, we have one representative that intercedes for us, the one that died for us, Christ Jesus. So, Jesus came to speak uh, about uh, God. He came to reflect him. Uh, he holds the uh, world together. He uh, made um, atonement for our sins. What do we do with that? Uh, knowledge. What do we do with that knowledge of Jesus uh, is God? 
What do we do with that knowledge that Jesus uh, died for our sins? How does that affect our conversations, both with God and with one another? Um, one, one thing I uh, often, being the director of uh, youth programs here, is uh, one thing I caution is substituting anything other than Jesus as the answer to those things. Um, you have skeletons in the closet or, or dark areas in your life. Where should you go? So many times when we have those things, we walk away from Jesus instead of running to him. You have a, you have a, um, you're not reconciled to your brother. You have a break in unity. Where should you go? Jesus is the one that called everything back, reconciled everything back to God the Father, and has reconciled everyone uh, to one another. Where should you go? Um, you don't want to talk to God because there is sin in your life. Or you don't want to talk to your brother because there's sin in your life and you um, don't want them to know that about you. Where do you go? Uh, Jesus provided uh, covering uh, for sin. He has done everything to reconcile us back to himself. You have only one place to go, and that is to uh, the beautiful person of Christ. As we we continue um, together as a church, Um, As I said in the very beginning, I've been uh, walking uh, with Jesus as his child for 25 years now. Um, I uh, still enjoy my conversations uh, with God today just as much as I did at age 18. Um, Invite you as we as a church... um, come together and we learn to speak the language of God and we learn uh, how to speak to God and hear him hear him speaking to us I invite you to join that conversation I invite you um, I I tend to uh, think pretty simply my relationship with God is uh, the most important. How I represent that relationship to my wife is the second most important. And finally, uh, what I, I do here uh, in representing them to the world uh, is the third most important thing in my life. Um, I invite you 
to come alongside brothers and sisters that here that know the language of God and sit and listen for a while. And then as you start seeing who God is, join in the conversation. Um, I'm going to pray and let you guys go. Uh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you uh, for the person of Jesus who was in complete nature God and showed your beauty and your radiance. At the same time, uh, he came as a man and dealt with the same things we uh, deal with, but he conquered sin and death and called us into a relationship with him. And I pray that if today there is something standing in the way of a relationship with a brother or uh, staying in relationship uh, with you, I pray uh, that by the blood of Jesus that can be confessed and forgiven and that you would restore us as a body. Lord, I thank you uh, for just the beautiful example of God that you are, uh, King Jesus, in your son's name. Amen.